The Fantasy Focus Football Podcast is presented by GEICO. Whether you rent or own, GEICO makes it easy to bundle home and auto insurance. Go to GEICO.com today. The Fantasy Focus Football Podcast is presented by ZipRecruiter. Going with a team defense that gave up five touchdowns last week, not smart. But using ZipRecruiter to find qualified candidates fast, that's smart. ZipRecruiter identifies people with the right skills, education, experience for your job, then actively invites them to apply. Try it free at ZipRecruiter.com slash 06010. ZipRecruiter.com slash 06010. you're in the 06010. Friday. Friday is here. Welcome into the Fantasy Focus Football Podcast. Field Yates, Matthew Berry, and Star Fonya Bile getting you set for week nine of the NFL regular season after last night's unbelievable who would have thought it performance from Nick Mullins took the NFL by storm last night. Stefania wakes up every day glowing, but today she was particularly glowing. <laughs> I was trying to think of what, what the extreme of glowing was. You know, but that was you today. Uh, it, it really is. Like I, I slept better. I woke up feeling, you know, I woke up and you knew when you wake up and you go, did I dream that this happened? It happened. And then you go, it did happen. It was a thing of beauty. I was so, I was happy for the 49ers. I was happy for this young man who clearly, you heard the stories about him practicing with the crowd noise and taking the game script and working on it on his own and just all the things that he did to ensure that he'd be ready when his number was called. And he was. We have a lot to get to today, but we'll just quickly remind you that we had him as quarterback three on the week behind only Patrick Mahomes (laughs) and Aaron Rodgers. Go back and listen to Thursday's show if you don't believe us on that (laughs) one, but a tremendous story. We did, we did, we, look, we're going to recap the whole game on uh, Monday, but we did say, hey, we think, I actually tweeted this out before the game too, that I don't think he'll be terrible. There you go. Way to ride the fence. Yeah. He was not terrible. It was a good call, right? Yeah, he, he was not one, terrible. Huh, there yeah. you go. There you go. Well done. There you go. You Thank you very much. Nostradamus. to the crowd. It's recently. my it's my new thing. I'm trying to find something, and I'll tell you why I am. Because I think Stefania, as pretty as your 49ers looked yesterday, they didn't look as pretty as Field Yates did. And um, <laughs> I, I don't know if you guys saw this. If you oh, go, you can go to at ESPN. I was the first one to tweet. Yeah, you certainly out. did, Stefania. Of course, <laughs> if you follow Stefania on Twitter at Stefania underscore ESPN, you would have seen this tweet. If you follow me, I also retweeted it. If you follow at ESPN Front Row, which is sort of our internal, it's our PR. Uh, handle, if you will, uh, here. Anyway, so he tweeted, uh, at ESPN Front Row tweeted this earlier. We tagged along with at ESPN NFL Insider at Field Yates. Wouldn't have mind you a little fantasy focus love there. Thanks, Front Row. <laughs> I mean, you know, Field does spend a lot of time doing fantasy, but okay. At ESPN NFL Insider at Field Yates on his cover shoot. Cover shoot. For Athleisure Mag. And then there's like a, there's a link there. Here's a look behind the scenes at how it all came together. And so I just want to take you down. It's a 33 second video. By the way, shot entirely in slow-mo. That was my favorite part about it. Everything is slow-mo. So there's a, so the first, first first shot is him on the NFL live set looking good and he blinks. Dapper. And then the next shot (laughs) is him. He's in the gym and he's stretching his hand out. He's, um, he's doing a hamstring stretch. He's, hamstring, he's right. doing a hamstring stretch. Right, of course. Because, okay. Stefania, when you do it. cover shoots, you always got to go to the gym to make sure you're you ready know, for that. So he's in a different outfit. Oh, now he's outside. Now he's outside <laughs> in like a vest and he's looking off. He's, like he's not looking at the camera, it's but he's like contemplative. <laughs> yeah. He's contemplating. He's contemplating his cover shoot. It's unbelievable. <laughs> he blinks again. You're, you've got a lot of blinking going on in this. Then there's a shot of you in, in behind a microphone. 
not of course a fantasy focus microphone, but just buying a microphone. Look, well, look, the, he's, shoot, he, the studio may not have been available during the shoot, but glad you considered. Then, that then really it goes to wait, hey, and then it goes to a four box here. Yeah. Like you've got to see this. Like the that's the. That's You've got to see this for all the people that you aren't might, watching you this You must right see now, yeah. him in the gym with the bicep curl. Like, he's uh, pulling, doing the lap pull down. We've he's got, doing like, a the bicep, bicep curl. curls. He's doing the he, heavy ball toss uh, with the obliques. Defined, right? Oh, my oh, God. It's so good. It's then so then good. Then there's shoots, and then there's, like, oh, and then there's a shot of a photographer. Hey, point this way. Yeah. Like, hey, we just want to let you know. Well, you know when you see the models, I, and they, they're they telling them, like, I need you to do this? This is what it was. A field is, I called him a cover model because really this was modeling Every, 100% professional. Stefania, I know you work out a lot. I, I do occasionally. I always, <laughs> no, you don't. I always, I, well, I'm going to start it. You know what I'm going to do when I, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'll tell you, I'm, I'm going to, well, you know why I don't work out? I'll tell you why. Cause I don't have a photographer there, which is clear. Like from these shots, it's clear when, when field works out, he makes sure he's in full makeup and hair and he's got well, a he photographer just looks there. He good all the time. Matthew. Oh, no, Stefan, you, it's so ridiculous. Like, and he's got this medicine ball. Who, who's in the medicine ball shot with you? Kimmy. Yeah. <laughs> he's thrown a medicine ball to this random woman. And it just like the whole thing is just like so ridiculous. What? Can I just ask a question? Yeah. This is for a magazine, we don't correct? I hear you. Yes, that's correct. This is okay, this is for you. a magazine. Oh, you don't hear me? That's hey, weird. So I hear you. Okay, there I you go. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I hear you. He's asking I'm, if it's for a magazine. The answer is yes. And I'm curious, when you do the cover shoot, do you also do the centerfold? Oh. This would be I, I would ask you to just press the rewind button at this point. <laughs> Fantasy news from the National Football League. This is the instant instant replay. I just anyway centerfold. Like, is there a feature story? Is that what you're asking? Yeah, like do you have like a big foldout of like? I thought you were trying to be crude and right. Do they interview you or is it just a bunch of glamour shots of you looking? Be honest, I buy the blinking outdoors. There is a corresponding interview in which I give glowing praise to Stefania, Daniel, Keith, Kyle, Damien, the indispensable parts of our lovely little podcast here. It was an honor. I'll I post, can't wait. How about this? I'll post a photo later on tonight on is my the money, account. Wait, is the magazine on racks now? Like, can I go to, a, racks, can I go to Barnes & Noble and see you? There's a link as well. There's a link uh, that I can post as well to social media so you guys can see I want to go buy Appreciate this. Those I want to go buy I want to go in the store and be like, look. I'll sign a copy for my you. Co- oh, I'm going to bring it in. I'm going to bring it in. I might have to get a couple. It might be sold out, frankly. I'm probably going to get a shadow box and put one in there so that it can go on my wall. <laughs> That'd be a nice addition to the man cave. Yeah, I know, right? I mean, it's unbelievable. Anyway, it's just. it's Go check it out. I highly recommend fantastic. I just tweeted. I just tweeted it out again at Matthew Berry TMR. I just retweeted it. I. I cannot recommend it enough. I think I've watched it 400 times. <laughs> like I cannot. It's un. It's unbelievable. Daniel wanted it as his wallpaper. Oh, I want to make it as my banner photo on my Twitter page. It's so good. Oh. Hey Luna, can we just clip that and just run that before every <laughs> episode of the Fantasy Focus here on Twitter? Can we just? He can said we just yes. do that. Okay, yep. great. Thank you, Jonathan Luna, our producer here of the Twitter show. All right. You uh, want more of this at Field Yates on Twitter and Instagram? We'll get now to the football. How about that, Daniel? Does that work? Yeah, that works. Was the, closing was, thoughts? One last question. I have one last question. Like then we'll move on. I swear to God, I'm just curious. But the medicine ball shot specifically. How did that come about? Were you like, were you and the photographer coming up like, hey, for this cover shoot, it would be great to see me. <laughs> like, it's a cover shoot, right? It's a photo shoot, right? right? Usually, but you're in a bunch works. of different. You're in a bunch of different. You're in a bunch of different outfits, a bunch of different places for one photo. Right. But you're just so, like, hey, again, maybe the cover shoot should be me throwing a medicine ball to someone. Matthew, I know you don't have a lot of experience with people taking photos. Yeah. 
yeah, no, than sure. people like you know like selfies on no. live shows and stuff. <laughs> right. But normally, what happens is the photographer mm. tells you what to do because the photographer is the expert here and is right. Like, so the, so it was it was the photographer's shots. idea, not yours, for the medicine ball shot. When oh, you shot up, you signed up for it. I suppose you signed off on every single idea, you right? Know, so whatever. I, so I'm appreciative of the opportunity, and I had a lot of fun. And thank you for those that are being supportive of this endeavor. <laughs> yeah. No. Absolutely. 100%. No one blinks outdoors like Field Yates. That's you should true. see this. It's a very blinky video. I will give you that. It is a very blinky video. Just really quickly, while we're saying stuff about people on this show, uh, at Aaron Shoup on our Twitter handle says, or on our Twitter feed says, hashtag free Stefania's arms. Because uh, she didn't oh, know how sleeveless. Sun's out, guns out. Yeah. We got, we got so, a fan of that. Yeah. You know, I got a lot of when I wore my Halloween costume. People were like, "Of course you make your costume that doesn't have sleeves." That was yeah. just coincidental. People, so I, 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 this is proof that I do actually wear sleeves. I don't yeah, know like that it. athleisure, by the way, has secured a November cover shot. So maybe Matthew could be on the short list there. I don't know. I, I'm not a medicine ball guy. We'll get the leisure down. Yeah. Uh, here, wait. Leisure. Here, can I? I'm gonna just try out for the for the people watching for the athletes mags. Can if you can you just get a shot of me here real quick. No, it doesn't look like that. It's a little bit. It's no, like, stop. no, it's like it's like he's no, outside. It's, more, it's, it's like he's outside. It's the so the long, camera's here and then feels like this. Yeah, it's gonna say. <laughs> it's all slow motion. It's all slow motion. It's just like which is why it's everything so you do is very slow blinky. Motion. Very blinky. You just watch the video again and watch how many times Field blinks in it. It's unbelievable. Very you speak blinky. Like a jealous beast. Let's begin with the football. <laughs> totally Lions jealous. At Vikings. Totally jelly. Point. Lions at Vikings. Yeah. Let's begin with Carryon Johnson. That ties into theoretic. Obviously, a new offense this week with no Golden Tate Stefania. But do we think theoretic will be back? How many times must I remind everybody that Detroit Lions don't really give us any good information when it comes to injuries? We just know that Theo Riddick has been out since week five. They had the bye in week six, didn't practice at all week seven, eight. Now he shows up at practice twice as limited. So they have not indicated whether they expect him to play. I think obviously today will tell us a lot more. The Lions have in the past had running backs, including Riddick, be limited in practice and not go. So, um, it's a good sign that he's back in practice, not a guarantee to play just yet. For what it's worth, I'm getting a fairly positive vibe on Theo for yes. this week myself. Carry on Johnson, though, ties into this, Matthew. If Theo Reddick sits, you like the value even more. But he's been good of late, ranked inside our top 20 for backs this weekend. He's run a route. This is Carry on Johnson. He's run a route on 48% of Stafford dropbacks with Riddick out, just 30% when Riddick was in. And it's a really interesting thing here to see sort of what might happen if Riddick plays, uh, you know, and I'm not claiming to have any deep insight into this, but so obviously the emergence of carry on Johnson, especially his usage in the passing game has happened while Theo Riddick has been out. Right. But now with Riddick back, does carry on Johnson sort of go back to more of an early down role um, or has his emergence sort of given, uh, you know, Stafford and Jim Bob Cooter trust to use him more in the passing game and also impacting all this, obviously, is Golden Tate is no longer there. And Theo Riddick has, it's not a lot, but he has run some routes out of the slot. He certainly has that ability to line up as a receiver. So could you see some of that as well, Field, where they're like, hey, we can use Kerryon Johnson in the passing game, but also use Riddick as our slot receiver yeah, in, in effect. we talked about this on Wednesday with Mike, and we largely yeah. debunked that idea that that doesn't really ever happen, um, actually playing a player as like something other than what he normally is. I think Theo Riddick's usage is going to be largely what it has been throughout his NFL career. I think that the Golden Tate void is going to be filled by 
other players, but I just think that the no, carry-on yeah. Johnson tides are pushing up the right way. So that part you have to be encouraged yeah, by. Yeah, yeah, but uh, but just to just to clean that up for a second, I'm not sitting here saying like all of a sudden the starting slot wide receiver is Theo Riddick. But do you think that you could see some snaps there? Could you see both guys in the backfield and all of a sudden Theo Riddick, you know, pre-snap gets to the line of scrimmage? Could I see some plays like that? If if Carryon Johnson gets two or three less receptions a game, like that's big. It those, is. Target share certainly is. Yeah, big. of course. Yeah. So I that just, that's the argument. That's all I'm saying is is that I don't think we can truly appreciate what Theo Riddick's return means for Carryon Johnson until we see it on the field. There's a lot of unknowns. I would agree with you. I think TJ Jones and Brandon Powell, at least for this game, and we'll see Powell get a shot, but we'll see how that plays out in terms of Golden Tate's uh, departure from the team. Golden Tate was handling a 26.6% target share prior to this trade, which means that somebody is bound to see an uptick in workload. It could be TJ Jones or Brandon Powell, who you mentioned, as the third wide receiver. It also could mean more Marvin Jones and more Kenny Galladay. The interesting part here is that Mike Clay has overviewed a difficult matchup for a Lions wide receiver this week, facing potentially Xavier Rhodes, the terrific Vikings cornerback who missed last week but seems more likely to play this week. He is often utilized to shadow a player. Mike's piece, which is on ESPN.com, notes him potentially lining up opposite of Marvin Jones because he did so twice last year. Marvin Jones was not, or sorry, Kenny Galladay was not the Kenny Galladay he is now. That is correct. Last year. So we'll see whether or not the Lions decide to, I'm sorry, the Vikings decide to deploy Xavier Rhodes differently. But both of these players, regardless of who was shadowed, are very much in the thick. I mean, we've got Galladay. Uh, I've got Galladay and Jones in my top 21. Stefan inside their top 22. You're a little bit down on Jones, Matthew, but all of us like both of these players this week. Hey, look, they're, they're probably going to have to throw uh, to keep up with it. We expect the Vikings offense to move the ball here. But, yeah, I mean, I have Jones outside my top 20, and it is entirely because of the Xavier Rhodes uh, shadow here. Look, there was that Thanksgiving game where Jones just took Rhodes to town. But generally throughout the career of when, when Jones has been with the Lions, Rhodes has shut Marvin Jones down. Now, he's somebody that is, I believe, leads the NFL in end zone targets. So when they get in close, they're taking shots to Marvin Jones. How close do they get? Vikings, the fifth most efficient red zone defense. So that's one of the concerns there. He's outside my top 20. Stefania, we talked but you're about still, but I can't imagine you're not starting him. Dalvin Cook was a big topic of yesterday's show, <laughs> Stefania. And just a reminder of where we're at and where you sort of see this going into the weekend. Well, his status is very questionable, and we had um, I went into a lot of detail yesterday, so hopefully you go back and listen to that if you really want to hear all that detail again. But the bottom line is the fact that he's back practicing, and there was some hint that now maybe they don't wait uh, wait him out automatically through the bye week, that they may opt to use him, but use him in a limited fashion this week. He did speak with reporters yesterday. I'm going to give you a couple of things because I think they're particularly relevant to the topic of playing this week. One is when reporters first were speaking to him, he said, they asked him how he felt now. He says, I feel great. I know you all are going to ask me if I'm playing. I've been practicing all week. That's a question you're going to have to ask Coach Zim. I feel great, confident, back to myself right now. But later, after he's talking about the benefit of the bye week and how good it felt to rest, when uh, they were asking about um, the uh, if he felt ready to go and if he felt any lingering effects... Here's what he said. I think this is very important. He said, I don't know because I haven't been in a game yet. That's the big key. You can practice. You can run straight. You can do all that. But it's about going there and the person chasing you and you turning your body and you twisting your body and having the twitch to do it. That's when hamstrings occur. That's how it occurred during the Green Bay game. My body got torqued around and that's what happened. So there's still some apprehension. I hear that and I say he can't replicate 
game conditions in practice, and there's still some apprehension on the part of the player. So if they do utilize him, I suspect they're going to try and do it in a controlled manner, and it will be limited snaps for him. It almost feels like if he does play, I would approach this like Latavius Murray when Dalvin Cook is fully healthy, if that makes sense. So I will rank Latavius Murray as a top 15 or 20 back this week. And I actually have him as a top 10 back this week. And then Dalvin Cook, I will rank as like a low-end flex play for fear of him being active and playing only 15 or 18 snaps, which right. we saw against the Rams all the way back, and I believe it was week three of the NFL okay, season. Okay, so, sorry, Correct. I was a little confused there what you're saying. You're basically saying you would rank them and basically like the reversing inver- the reverse, inverse right? Reverse. So you rank where you Murray as if you would rank Cook and Cook where you would normally rank Murray, assuming right. both were active. I think that's I think that's right. I think it would be very hard to trust Dalvin Cook, even if he is active in this game, you may not have better options there. But um, yeah, I think this. I think this one's a. I think this one's a tough one to one, uh, trust until you see him get real run. One more injury here, Stefania. Stefan Diggs. He has been out for the past couple of days from practice. Right, and I think this rib injury is a bigger deal than maybe even Stefan Diggs is making it out to be. Hasn't practiced yet this week. Um, he sa- was talking to reporters uh, yesterday and basically sa- sounding like a guy who says the right things like, oh yeah, I expect to play. But what he was doing when he was out in the field was just playing catch with some receiver, which is good science. A little bit of rotation. You like to see that. But not doing anything that was A, really taxing him running because running and deep breathing are going to affect a rib injury and obviously nothing with contact. So I think it's possible that Diggs sits this one out because again they're looking at a bye week and the follow-up and with a rib injury it's really tough you can pad them and protect them to some degree with contact for a wide receiver it's really tough to protect against just what happens when you move when you run hard and and twisting and turning all the things you need to do to be effective so uh if if he plays you know this he's not going to be 100 percent don't know when the injury specifically occurred last week, but there was a play in which Kirk Cousins was picked off on a little over route to Stephon Diggs just past the line of scrimmage, and he didn't finish the route. And you were wondering, like, is it possible that he wanted to avoid that big contact because he was already hurting yes. at that point and he maybe pulled up on the route? I don't know. Just a guess there. But, Matthew, I think maybe the person who could benefit the most if Diggs sits is Kyle Rudolph. Does he become more startable if Diggs does not play? Yeah, I mean, he, he certainly does. I mean, I think you move him up a few spots here. It's been tough going for, for Kyle Rudolph, candidly, right? I mean, five straight games without a score. Um, he has just one game, I think over 60 yards, uh, receiving, uh, is receiving this year. Like he's 15th among tight ends in the NFL in terms of target share. I mean, just has, it's been the Thielen and Dig show. And so, you know, he'd be a pass catching option, but I think with giving that you have six teams on a bye, I think all of a sudden, Ding. Laquan, yeah, Laquan Treadwell becomes, you know, interesting if Diggs were to miss as a, uh, you know, daily as a, play. A, right, as a daily play as a wide receiver four if you're in a deeper league with a little bit of upside here. The expectation is, look, I have Diggs outside my top 15 for the week, partially because of the injury and partially because we expect Darius Slay to shadow him. Now, it has not been a, a awesome year for Darius Slay. It's been a little bit up and down, um, I think, uh, compared to his normal standards here. But still, it's a tougher matchup than Diggs is used right, to. Let's pick this game. I've got the Vikings winning this one. They're four-and-a-half-point favorites. I think they win and cover. How about you, Matthew? Uh, I agree with that. All right, Stefania? Vikings. Daniel? I'm taking the Lions. No surprise there. The Buccaneers go to Carolina to play the Panthers. We begin, of course, with Ryan Fitzpatrick back in the lineup. And do we feel as though he's back? Fitzmagic is back. He is, in turn, a must-start, Matthew. Yes. Okay. Yes Yes to all that. Yep. Um, Like, so, Ryan Fitzpatrick, we've talked about this uh, quite a bit, but 
Carol, um, multiple touchdown passes against Carolina. Six straight games. Quarterbacks have had multiple touchdown passes against the Carolina Panthers here. They struggle with a deep ball. Of course, there's only two guys that, um, uh, that, that average over 10 yards per, uh, pass attempt, 10 air yards per pass attempt. Ryan Fitzpatrick and Jameis Winston, the two Buccaneers quarterbacks. I mean, this is a team that throws deep to Sean Jackson, not traded this past week. So he will be out there since week three on a per game basis. The Panthers along the third most deep completions, the third most deep touchdown passes. We expect Cam Newton, we'll get to him in a second, but we expect the Panthers to have a monster offensive day. So what happens? That means Fitzmagic is going to have to throw in a big way here. So yes, I mean, I have Ryan Fitzpatrick as a QB one this week. I have him as my number eight quarterback. I think he's a starter. How about Peyton Barber, who continues to chug along? We don't expect Ronald Jones to play in this game. Barber, 19 carries for 85 yards and a touchdown against the Bengals last weekend. Probably the unsexiest sort of flex play that we have amongst running backs, but he's been right there based off of his production and his opportunity. Yeah, I you know, I have him as a flex play. He's my number 27 running back for the week. I the volume is is great, right? He's gotten over seventy six percent of the the Buccaneers running back carries over the last three weeks, um, and you know Ronald Jones banged up as well. So my expectation is when they run the ball in this game, it'll be Peyton Barber. The concern, of course, field is that they get down in this game and they have to chuck, and and so it's not a great matchup. What happened to them last week, right? Yeah, I mean they were they were competitive with the Bengals for a little bit, and then and then no, the, Bengals, the opposite, right? They were- down huge, yeah. right? And then they came back and stormed in late in the fourth quarter. So they were down for most of the game and then made it competitive at the very end. But Barber still got plenty of touches and plenty of work last. He week. did. He, he got he 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 fell into the end zone. He got that one yard uh, one yard touchdown plunge after Adam Humphreys was down on the one. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it was interesting. Um. I don't know. For me, it's it's a it's a tougher matchup than it was against Cincinnati Panthers. Top ten run defense. Again, I have him as a flex play. Uh, Mike Evans, Stefania, he was banged up on Wednesday. Do we have any feeling about how he might be come Sunday? I mean, the fact that he got back into practice a little bit on Thursday gives you some encouragement. There hasn't, I don't feel like there's been a panic out of Tampa Bay yet. I was looking for signs that uh, they really expect to be without him, and I haven't seen that. But obviously, today's practice will tell you much more. If he does not play, which we hope he will, playing it. Just get a feeling on him. Right. Positive it happened. The injury was late in the fourth quarter last week and didn't come back. So you didn't really get a chance to see, is this something that was no big deal? He could have come back from. Um, and, and obviously that's why we're waiting this week. He plays, you play him. But if he right. doesn't play, like all of a sudden the door is wide open for Chris Godwin and Deshaun Jackson because you <laughs> oh, know yeah. Fitzja- Fitzpatrick's going to be chucking it. Right. Yeah. I mean, look. I mean, Deshaun Jackson very quietly, eight or more targets in three of the last four games here. Yeah. He does have a connection with Ryan Fitzpatrick. Remember, remember when Fitzmagic, you know, uh, sort of set the internet on fire with that, uh, with that, that post game. Deshaun pro- Jackson's clothes. Right. It was Deshaun Jackson's clothes. Like, yeah. I mean, that's the underrated yeah. part of that story was that Deshaun Jackson, like, Hey, yo, wear my glasses and my chains and my, and my jacket. And so there's a real connection there between those two. And certainly Godwin has been, uh, much more of a touchdown machine than I think we thought he would be. So the argument against Godwin has always been target share. Uh, and so if Evans were out, I think both would become very close to must start territory. Yeah, certainly a name or an injury to keep an eye on as we get closer to Sunday, although we get might get some clarity here from the Bucks on Friday afternoon. Worth noting OJ Howard, of course, uh 
gets a good matchup here against the Panthers team that's really struggled against tight ends. You know, it's good when things go as predicted in fantasy football. And last week we forecasted a difficult week ahead for Devin Funches because of a really tough Ravens matchup. But a slightly less difficult matchup against the Buccaneers who have allowed so many points. He's going to be in many people's lineups. but As well he should be. Should DJ Moore also be in lineups? You know what? I think it's interesting. So look at the, here are his routes run over the last five games. Six to 14 to 18 to 18 to 26 last week. You think about guys like Taylor Gabriel, Nelson Aguilar, Austin Hooper, all had 22 or more fantasy points against the Buccaneers. Secondary options at best on their uh, respective teams. DJ Morris had an 18-yard rush and an 18-yard catch in three of his last four games. I think that's important because it just shows how Norv Turner is trying to get the ball into DJ Moore's hands in different ways, manufacturing touches, scheming him open. And so given the matchup and six teams on a bye, ding. Yeah, give me some DJ Moore this week. He comes in for me as a high-end, uh, as a low-end wide receiver three, high-end wide receiver four. All right, let's pick this game. Six-and-a-half-point favorites are the Panthers at home. I will go with the Buccaneers to keep it close and cover. Daniel? I'm taking the Buccaneers as well. Arg, Stefania, how about you? I think the Panthers win, but I'm going to take the Buccaneers to cover. All right, Matthew, how about you? Give me the Carolina Panthers. All right. Winning by a touchdown. Matthew is bucking the trend. Chargers, I see what you did there. Yeah. No you. wonder athlete, athletes mag wanted you on the cover. Athleisure. 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 Is that what it is? Leisure. You know, Athleisure. If you get the name right, then you're, they're more inclined to use you. Is that what it is? Yeah. Interesting. You know what name I can pronounce? GQ. There you go. There, I just <laughs> pronounced that. Not going to work for you, buddy. Not yeah. going to work for you. you Charles will ever be on the, on the cover of GQ? Get in line. What about like just in a little corner? It could be like just the like, backside of like, like, the, like the background of my what shot. If, what if I what if I um what if I dress as a barcode and they use me just in the corner? Like so you, you see the barcode and yeah. then I'm like then there's my little yeah. head popping up. You might Probably have a chance bet. under those circumstances. Something to think about. People at GQ. Let's go. Chargers at Seahawks. game is in Seattle. Both teams are uh, Chargers coming <laughs> off of a bye. Screw you, Kyle. Melvin. So Thirsty Kyle throws up on the screen. You see that? Jerry Hatcher's quarterly. Yeah. GQ. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the GQ I could. Yeah, Kyle. Yeah. Jerry Hatcher's quarterly you, is looking for a cover man for Matthew. <laughs> Uh, Melvin Gordon, okay. Stefania, we can see him on. play this weekend. He's been banged up because of a hamstring injury. And I think that, at least for me, I thought this isn't a big deal, right? Because it crops up in London. You sort of have the excuses for why that could happen. They take him off the injury report, but then he suddenly gets put back on, and then he doesn't play. And you think, well, they're being smart because they're going into a bye. Let's, let's play it safe if he was feeling anything. But this is no big deal because the Chargers at the time made it sound like it really was not a big deal. Yep, I think it's a bigger deal than we think. Because now uh, I, I'm hearing that even though he practiced, he still appears to be favoring that leg a little bit, that normally Melvin Gordon will sort of acknowledge or say to the reporters, like, yeah, I'm going to be play- I'm going to play. No big deal. Hasn't done that this week. Um, so I think, you know, obviously everybody wants to see what happens Friday. But my sense is there's a little more concern around the Chargers that he may not go. All right, we'll keep oh an boy. eye on that one because certainly it will be a notable injury going into Sunday. It would open the door to a big game from Austin Eckler, who played like 90% of the snaps when they last had a game before their bye week in London against the Raiders. Tyrell Williams has been red hot of late, Matthew, but yep. there is so little volume for him on his side. Can he keep it going, or do you think that's too much of the outlier uh, two weeks in a row? I think it's a little bit too much of of an outlier here. I'm I'm sort of concerned here. I mean, so the Seahawks are allowing the fewest deep completions per game. They're allowing a league low 35% completion percentage on deep passes this season. You know, he's, 
wide receiver 63. So the last two weeks, right, he's actually wide receiver five in terms of fantasy points, but he's actually wide receiver 63 in terms of targets. So again, it just goes to show what you're talking about here. He's been a low volume, big play guy, and just the odds of that continuing against the Seahawks team that has been so good against the deep pass for me, look, I ranked him, but I didn't rank him particularly high. Yeah, it's a difficult one because this feels like a classic case of somebody going with the emotion of Tyro Williams recently and saying like, hey, I am sick of trotting out Doug Baldwin and getting, you know, four points on two <laughs> catches for 20 yards. Right. I want to go with Tyro Williams where I know he'd give me a stinker, but he could also give me two catches for 80 yards and a touchdown. That's where I view him. He's kind of like Deshaun Jackson light. For the Seahawks, we have a concern on another running back, Stefania, Chris Carson. Right. Added on Thursday. You know how we don't like that. Here's what else we don't like. It was his hip that he was added to the injury report for, so he was limited. And you don't know if something happened in practice, but I would imagine it did. Because here's the thing. He was not on the injury report at all on Wednesday, and he missed a game in week four because of a hip injury. So... Um, I'd keep your eye on this. Uh, again, late ads we don't like, and obviously this is something he dealt with a few weeks ago. All of a sudden, the Seahawks justification for Rashad Penny makes sense, right? I mean, no. <laughs> more seriously, I think it'd actually be Mike Davis who would stand to see the biggest yeah. increase in workload if Chris Carson were to sit. So between Carson and Gordon, you have your Sunday storyline right there. So yeah, too is hopefully this- we'll get some late Friday. Remember, West Coast teams, you don't get these injury reports so much later in the day on Friday, but stay tuned. If you could, do you have a sense of concern level on a scale of one to 10, how concerned you are about either one of these guys? Um, the, the Gordon one concerns me more because I thought for all the reasons that I outlined that it was no big right. deal. And when you have a buy yeah. to see him that limited, you're like, okay, there's something there. Right. Which make, if he goes, obviously you're starting him. Yep. I would not hesitate. But I would be nervous during the game, like, there's something there, and I hope that it doesn't flare it up. All right, let's get to Russell Wilson, because he has been on a roll of late. Nine mm-hmm. touchdown passes in his past 54 attempts. Can it continue, Matthew, against the Seahawks defense that may not be, I'm sorry, against right. his Chargers defense that may not be the old-school Legion of Boom is where I was going with that, but it's an excellent secondary in Los Angeles. It is. Uh, you know, you know, sort of similar to what I talked about with Tyrell Williams in terms of uh, sort of efficiency here. Okay, so over the last four weeks, three games, of course, there was a buy in there. Russell Wilson is fourth in the NFL in touchdown passes. He has nine touchdowns in the last three games. He is 32nd in pass attempts. I mean, like he's literally last in the NFL in pass attempts during that time. I mean, it's one of the run heaviest teams here. So you're really banking on efficiency here. You're banking on the touchdowns with Russell Wilson because uh, you're not getting running from him anymore. And you're not getting volume. You're not getting 350 yards passing. Yep. So, uh, you know, and, and to your point, it is a very good defense for the Chargers. They've had two weeks to prepare for this game here. I have Wilson just outside my top 10. He's playing great football. I, I mean, you know, just it, it, he's one of the reasons why he's being able to be so efficient is because he's playing so well. And, you know, obviously you've got Baldwin there, but uh, Tyler Lockett's had a really nice year in the emergence of David Moore. Again, we've talked about, like, I love in Dynasty, like, they really like him in Seattle. So they think they have something with him. And and so, yeah, I mean, I have him just outside my top ten. I think it's hard to expect him to be, like, you know, Russ Wilson, all capital letters. But I also think he's playing so well, you may not have better options. Like, if I had, I don't know what Michael uh, Mike Clay's projections are for this, but off the top of my head, 240 and two touchdowns would be sort of what I would project for Russell Wilson. 240 and two touchdowns. There you go. You have it right there from I mean, Matthew Barry. That sounds about right. Yeah. Like, great. right. So it's a good game, but not a great a game. Yeah. Uh, Doug Baldwin is not, no longer hurt, but he has just not produced of late. 
if you had the choice between him and Tyler Lockett, like, do you prefer, would you prefer Tyler Lockett to, to Doug Baldwin in this matchup? Because the numbers suggest it's pretty close. No, I think I have, uh, I have Doug Baldwin ranked. Uh, a little bit higher than Tyler Lockett, just by a few spots here. Lockett has certainly been much, much more, uh, much more productive. Oh, uh, Thirsty Kyle, Mike Clay's projection on Russell Wilson: two hundred and fourteen passing yards and two touchdowns. So, and so not you, bad. Can just per- you can just pretend like you were mis- like two hundred forty fourteen. Whatever. I'm a little more optimistic. Yeah. Mike Clay's a hater. What do you want from me? I'm a little more optimistic than Mike Clay. No. There you go. But not bad. Um, all right. So uh, he's got all these numbers and blah, 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 blah. He's good. I just, you know, I pulled that out of my head. <laughs> or okay. one body okay. part. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Leave it at there. Uh, so my concern is Casey Hayward that, you know, and so it just depends on sort of, we've seen Lockett uh, done, do some routes out of the slot. We've seen Doug Baldwin do it as well. My expectation is that you see more Baldwin out of the slot in this one than you do Lockett. I think you see Lockett a little bit more outside. So I think he'll see a little bit more of Casey Hayward, who's been nothing short of terrific this year. Uh, the Seahawks are actually favored in this game because they're playing at home. I've got the Chargers though. One and a half point dogs and they win this game. How about you, Stefania? You wow. bolting up this week? I'm really nervous. I feel differently if Melvin Gordon doesn't play. Yeah. Um, and because it's Seattle, I'm going to go with Seattle. All right, Daniel, who do you got? I'm taking the Chargers. There you go, Matthew. Last one for you. Yeah, Philip Rivers. Give me some. Uh, give me some Philip Rivers. Yeah, I'm, right. I'm taking the Chargers. Bolt up. Go Chargers. Go. Here's I why you, you were should... done with that. There was no more of that. No, but then Daniel brought up the hamstring joke again. So it, it is what it is, right? That was the deal that we made did make that deal it's been a while since i brought up the hamstring joke i know but you but you did pass that joke did i don't think we ever agreed to that no i I don't i don't even know did we thursday kyle Maybe. No, I'm sorry. Field, why don't you tell us about Simply Safe, man? Here's why you should get Simply Safe home security. Simply Safe is ready for anything that gets thrown at it. If a storm takes out your power, Simply Safe is ready. An intruder cuts your phone line, Simply Safe is ready. Say they destroy your keypad or siren. Simply Safe will still get you the help you need. Sure, maybe it's overkill. Maybe you don't need to be ready for every worst case scenario. But that's what makes Simply Safe's home security system so great. It is always ready. Simply Safe could cost an arm and a leg. It doesn't. Instead, they only charge you for what's fair. 24-7 professional security monitoring is just $14.99 a month. There are no contracts and no hidden fees. Seriously, you've got to check it out. Whether you have a mansion like Matthew or a shoebox like me, Simply Safe will find a way to keep you protected. Go to simplysafe.com slash football today. That's simplysafe.com slash football to protect your home and family today. Simplysafe.com slash football. Let's keep it rolling here with the games. The Texans go to Denver, the first trip home for Demarius Thomas. He's been Texan for all of three days. But let's get it going with Lamar Miller, who I think you want to talk about, Matthew. He's been on a tear, but you think people are still wondering, should you play him against an unbelievable matchup with the Denver Broncos? No, I don't think people are. I mean, he made the love list. I'm taking the over on his projection here. Yeah, I mean, look, coming up consecutive games with at least 18 rushes, 100 rushing yards, and a rushing touchdown, only three players in the NFL have such a streak this season. James Conner, Marlon Mack, and Lamar Miller – Broncos allowing over 135 rushing yards per game. That's sixth most. They're averaging over five yards per carry, second most in the NFL. Last three weeks, 70% of Houston's red zone carries have gone to Lamar Miller. And so you sort of think about this Texans offense on the road here. No Will Fuller. They've got Demarius Thomas, who just sort of showed up. Kiki Cutie, and we'll get to him in a second. He's he's either out for this game or he's banged up. And so 
I think you would expect them to try to attack Denver where they're vulnerable, which is to run run the ball. And so Miller, who's actually been you know pretty good the last couple of weeks, I expect him to have a big game on Sunday. You teed us up nicely because to find out there are tons of injuries right now in Houston at the wide receiver spot. DeAndre Hopkins is limited. I'm starting to wonder if he's one of those guys that like I just need to ignore when he's on the injury report because he's so resilient and tough and productive. But maybe Kiki Cutie could be a little bit more in peril of not playing. Right. I think Kiki Cutie is a bigger question mark, but uh, I got the sense that Kiki Cutie wasn't far off from returning. He obviously had the setback a couple weeks ago with the hamstring issue. And the sense was, you know, they're down Wolf Fuller. Uh, they need to have their guys out there uh, as long as they're not major risk of coming back. And, and really, all three of those receivers were playing with body parts next to their name and practice reports throughout the season. So you're right, Kiki Cutie's banged up, but I still have some optimism that he's going to be out there. Of course, you know, again, the Texans are pretty good by letting you know by Friday afternoon. All right. I feel like if I'm not if, worried about DeAndre, by the way, that guy, same here. it doesn't matter. You see, he still has video game like moves and amazing production and a great on Sunday. Halloween costume. And a great Halloween Check costume. Instagram. Uh, I feel like, I feel like if, if, um, you know, Stefan was just saying body parts listed next to their name. I feel like if, if we did that for the fantasy focus, if we, you know, had body parts listed next to our name in terms of our injuries, I feel like for me, it would be like muffin top. <laughs> My little muffin top is, is, I didn't know is that was an official You're not body helping part, your yeah. athlete. Yeah. Right you know what You're, I'm doing right yeah. now? I'll tell you what I'm doing. I, can I tell you what I'm doing? I give him a strategy. You can tell me in 10 seconds or less. Okay, great. <laughs> I'm fattening up the goose. I want Field to be all confidence. I got this. I'm a five and a half point favorite. That's fine. My big, fat, slow, old body is going to take you to town. All right, Demarius Thomas. Makes I'm an his, underdog. Demarius right. Thomas makes his debut for the Houston Texans this Sunday. What are the expectations here? Because he has three full days of practice. Matthew, how much confidence do you have in Demarius Thomas? Are you expecting him to play the whole game, to play half the snaps, somewhere in between? What are your sort of I think, expectations? I think, I think somewhere in between. Yeah. But to Stefania's point, like, they need people out there. And you know what? Like, listen, it's a dumb thing, of course, of course, and there's nothing you can sort of, uh, hang your hat on statistically. So, but just going up against his former team, mm. right? And I think, I think there's, you know, there's, there's pride and not that Demarius Thomas would, would not give a hundred percent in any one game, but there is certainly extra motivation going against his former team. And by the way, guys that he sees every week in practice. And so Deshaun Watson, who's played so well, there's going to be a handful of snaps. It is worth noting that, uh, you know, Darius Thomas was drafted by Josh McDaniels, obviously in playing under Josh when he was the head coach in Denver. Now you go to Houston with Bill O'Brien, who's yep. also from the Belichick tree. So maybe there's a little bit more of a familiarity with sort of uh, some of the ideas. He may not know all the calls and everything like that, but I think there's probably less of a learning curve for Demarius Thomas in this system than there might be in another one. Is that fair? Yeah, it's fair. Um, yeah. So, yeah. So anyway, I think he's a wide receiver. I think he's a wide receiver three. Just to sort of depends on your options here. He's going to be a little bit more touchdown dependent, especially early on. That's what he's been this year. He's been a little bit more touchdown dependent. He's not the deep threat that Will Fuller is at this point in his career. But he's still a, he's still a big target in a team that I think will be able to move the ball against Denver. Uh, so Royce Freeman sat out again on Thursdays to find you. It sounds like he might not play on Sunday. I, I think it's definitely not looking good for him as yeah. of this point. There's still one more opportunity today. They want to see how he's moving. We, we know he's been out of the boot and moving more normally at the facility, but still not able to engage in practice. So look, even if he were to play at this point, you got a guy coming off a high ankle sprain that hasn't been able to do much. 
he would not be somebody I'd be looking to put into a fantasy lineup. So certainly Philip Lindsay will be in many lineups. I just want to mention this quickly, though. If you're looking for a deeper league and get ready for the bell, six teams on a bye running back. Devontae Booker had 14 points yeah, last did. week, an effective part of their passing game. That's what he does well. And worth Keep noting, I think this is very important in terms of the analysis. I'm playing Rex Ryan in the War Room League. He's starting Devontae Booker against me, our 16-team War Room League. So, so you yeah. know, Booker. you know Devontae Booker's going to go off. Of course you do. Of course. My team. Cortland what happened Sutton has a chance to have his coming out party this week. You have Cortland Sutton basically ranked where you had Demarius Thomas ranked in previous weeks. Is that about where we were at? Yeah. I mean, like, so, I, I mean, he actually already leads the Broncos in air yards per target. Demarius Thomas was getting a 20% target share. Okay, so he he basically in, inherits that he was already leading the Denver wide receivers in targets per route this season, right? He actually was doing more than Manuel Sanders. So in essence, basically, when he was out there, they were looking for him, and so now he's going to be out there a lot more. He's had a forty or more yard reception or a touchdown in five straight games. He's averaging nineteen yards per catch this season, so he's a deep threat here. Yeah, I, I'm I'm in on Cortland Sutton in this game and for the rest of the season. He comes in as a top 25 wide receiver for me in Week 9. Just can't wait to watch him play. He is yeah. a big play waiting to happen. The Broncos are two-and-a-half-point favorites. I've got the Texans in an upset. Daniel, how about you? I also have the Texans in an upset. Six straight wins. How about you, Starfania? I'm going with the Texans. Matthew, can we make a consensus? Yeah, I don't I don't get why the Broncos are favored in this one. Give me the yeah, Texans. Playing home. at home. I know, but I mean, they're 3-5. Yeah. and five. Case Keenum. Bears go to Buffalo to Revenge play the Bills. Revenge game for Case Keenum, too, by the way. That's right. Bears go to Buffalo to play the Bills here. Uh, I, the question, I guess, is on Mitch Trubisky. Like, are we still starting this week? Matthew, you seem a little bit low on Trubisky relative to where he's played over the past four weeks. Is it about the Buffalo Bills defense? It completely is about the Buffalo Bills defense, okay. right? I mean, so he's, uh, you know, the, the, the Bills defense. Uh, has been so good limiting Tom Brady. Uh, you know, they, they're actually also top five in the NFL. I think this is important. They're top five in the NFL field in terms of fewest quarterback rushing yards allowed. Their, their linebackers are playing really well. The whole defense is playing well. And so Trubisky, who has so much, uh, ability with his legs, and that's a big piece of it here. Look, I think Tredavious White shuts down Allen Robinson, who's banged up, assuming, assuming Allen Robinson yeah, plays. I don't even know. He hasn't practiced yet. I'm not sure you're going to see him. Right. So whether, whether it's him or Taylor Gabriel or whatever. So it's a very good defense. And also with Nathan Peterman starting, my expect, I think there's a defensive score here. I think they get up big. I think you see a lot of Jordan Howard and Tariq Cohen in this one. I just don't see, I don't think you see the volume necessary for Trubisky to have a big fantasy day here. Uh, against a tough defense that's good against rushing quarterbacks as well. I'm as a QB2 this week. Very interesting there. I have him as a uh, quarterback 12 for me this week. Um, but here's the uh, the saving grace for Trubisky is all the things you just said. He's got so much of a higher floor than a normal quarterback because of that running ability. He is just running it so, so much. You just mentioned the Bears, Matthew. You like both of them this week as well. The Bears uh, running back. Oh, the, the Bears running back. Yeah, yeah, no, 100%. I mean, so you think about... um you think about Tariq Cohen, right? So let's start there because I already mentioned Howard. But Tariq Cohen, who very quietly has scored in four straight games, and has at least 69 receiving yards in all four of those games. So you, and you think about Allen Robinson banged up. Um, Buffalo is allowing the eighth most running back receptions per game. They're 26th in red zone defense. So that goes to Jordan Howard as well. Um, you know, my expectation is, is that again, in games where they're winning, Jordan Howard gets run. I mean, Jordan Howard feels very game flow dependent here. And so you think about like last week against the Jets when they were winning, you know, fairly easily, 22 carries. 
So I think you see, again, cold game, on the road, tough defense. I think you see a lot of Tariq Cohen and Jordan Howard, both of whom I have as basically top 20 plays this week. LaShawn McCoy, the Bills, uh, Brandon Bean, their GM, was I think he spoke to the Buffalo News and said he's a part of our plans for 2019. Should he be a part of your plans for Week 9, Matthew? He last week was saved by his passing game involvement, but that hasn't been as consistent week to week. And the Bears' defense, when they're fully healthy, which they are not right now, can be very good in lockdown against opposing defenses. Talking about LaShawn McCoy here, right? Yeah. Um yeah, so, uh, yeah, I didn't hear your, uh, hear the name. Sorry, I apologize about that. Like, so right, volume is the only argument that you have here, but I'm, I'm taking the under on 12.4 fantasy points, right? They give up, the, this is the Bears now. They give the sixth fewest receiving yards per game to running backs this season. They're fourth in opponent yards per carry. They're third in rushing yards allowed per game. I don't see the Bills obviously scoring a ton in this game. Uh, they rank dead last in red zone drives per game. Hard to see that getting better with Nathan Peterman under center here. So mm-hmm. look again, the, the only thing you can hang your hat on here is volume. And so I just don't see Chicago allowing anyone, you know, I think if you're Vic Fangio, you're just like, you know what? I don't care. We're all eyes on LaShawn McCoy and we'll take our chances with everything else. Just for fun. Would you like to make a stance socks bet surrounding who is more likely to score points or how many? T- Will the Bears' defense score more touchdowns than Nathan Peterman will account for? As in, either running or throwing touchdowns. Who are you taking? Um, I think that one's. I think that one's close. I'll be happy to do a board bet, though. Let's do a board bet. Um, okay. I. What is the projection on both of them? What is the project? Give me the ESPN projection on that. We're I don't. I don't right think that scores. I. I would take. I would take fantasy points. Touchdowns are hard. Two t- touchdowns are sort of fluky. That's why it's fun. But, That's right, why it's but, fun, I, right? but I, I'm saying I believe the Bears' fantasy defense will score more fantasy points than Nathan Peterman. So, so why don't we do this? Let's do it. Let's do a. If we, uh, touchdowns are so fluky, bet. though. That's, That's a weird one. That's why it was going to be a Stan Sox bet. Yeah, I mean, I don't let's do. No, you want to do that? All right. Okay. I'm not into the Stan Sox bet. Difficult. Yeah. When it comes. Well, I'm not difficult. I'm just. No, 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 no. Here's the thing. We got a lot. Bears are eight and a half. No, no. The projection. The projection has Nathan Peterman projecting for ten point seven points. The Bears defense is projected for nine point two. So they're basically projected the same. Peterman's actually projected by one one point five points more than the Bears defense. But I say the Bears defense outscores Nathan Peterman in fantasy points. So do I. (laughs) All right. I, I, I'm trying. To, okay. The bet was that's on the touchdown. The bet, bet was, was touchdowns, fun. but I just now I, I you know right. That's where it's fun. All yeah, right, who wins right. this game? Screw it. But I'll do it as a board bet. I'll do it as a board bet. You want to do a board bet? I'll do a board bet. So you're saying the Bears defense scores more touchdowns than Nathan Peterman accounts for? Uh, more or the same? More so the same. So basically, so zero. Nathan Peterman to win the bet would have to score two touchdowns. Significant either account if, for account for more throwing with, or rushing. throwing throwing or rushing. Right, let's do this quick. I say Nathan Peterman accounts for more touchdowns than the Bears' defense scores this Sunday. I say Nathan Peterman does not account for more touchdowns than the Bears' defense. Put it on the board! Put it on the board. All right, I'm picking this game. Bears, eight-and-a-half-point favorites. I will take the Bears to cover this one, despite the fact that the Bills are sneaky tough. How about you, Stefania? I'm going to take the Bears. All righty. Matthew? What is the line? Eight-and-a-half points. It's also Nathan Peterman. I... Good point here. Um, okay. I'm going to take the Bears. I'm going to yeah. take the Bills. All right. Well, we are right back to talk about goats.
guys. And now a quick message from our ZipRecruiter Smartest Fan of the Week. Hey, this is Ted, ZipRecruiter Smartest Fan of the Week. And I'd like to give a shout-out to my wife, daughter, family, and friends for their patience during the fantasy football season, along with the 13 leagues that I'm a part of. It's been a pleasure, everybody. Now, back to the show. We are back talking about goats, Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers on the same field, not at the same time on Sunday in New England. After Ty Montgomery was traded, Matthew, is the free Aaron Jones movement officially over because he has been freed? I believe so. I I believe it has. So he's somebody that, uh, you know, had 12 carries, 86 yards, you know, over 16 fantasy points last week. Honestly, like he's, he significantly out snapped and out touched Jamal Williams and Ty Montgomery to your point. Montgomery no longer on the team. My expectation is that Aaron Jones is, you know, low end running back to high end flex. I just don't know how much they commit to the run in this game, but when they do run the ball, I believe it'll be Aaron Jones. And I believe he's an RB2 with RB1 upside the rest of the season. Again, Mike McCarthy is so weird with it, but, uh, at some point, you real, you know, you just got to play your best players, and it's been Aaron Jones. We've only been saying it since the middle of the summer that this was that Aaron Jones would be the Packers running back you would want to have for the second half of the season. That's what I said in July, and so here we are, second half of the season. Aaron Jones is the running back you want to have. Geronimo Allison Stefania got banged up on Thursday, so what's up with him and his availability for Sunday night? Well, we know that he had just overcome a hamstring injury to be able to get back last week. And you would expect that guys with hamstrings still at risk. So you see them limited in practice in subsequent weeks, even after they return to play. That's how the week started for Allison. On Thursday, in addition to his hamstring, he had a groin injury listed next to his name. Mike McCarthy acknowledging the groin injury happened yesterday in practice. And now he is uncertain to play on Sunday Mm. night. If he does not play, we know what that means. It's yep. back to Marquez Valdez-Scantling, we would presume, even though Marquez Valdez-Scantling had been playing more in the slot, which is where Randa Cobb normally occupies. But interesting sort of potential deeper league play right there. Averaging over 18 yards per catch this season. Ran just two less routes than Geronimo Allison last week. Actually ran more routes than Randall Cobb yeah. last week. So they certainly like what they have in Valdez-Scantling. He has carved out a role for himself in this Packer offense. And let's be honest. Against the Patriots, it's all hands on deck. We expect a lot of points to be scored in this game. Two great offenses, two great quarterbacks. Really excited about this game just from a fan standpoint. And so I do think Valdez-Scantling, you wouldn't really, if, if Allison were active, it's one of those like, okay, you know you're starting Devontae Adams with the rest is sort of like a, eh. but certainly this would up the value of Valdez-Scantling significantly if Allison were to miss. No question about that. How about Gronk Stefani? He missed practice on Thursday. Um, we have seen him be limited or miss days of practice previously and still play, but certainly a worth uh, worth noting that Gronk did not participate on Thursday. Yeah, I think I'm a little more concerned about this one because of the direction that it went. I would expect him to if be held out of practice early in the week and then go up. Yeah. Um, the fact that he didn't practice yesterday, he just has not looked like himself. We've talked about this. He he comes back to play. Uh, was it Monday night? Monday I've, night, I've yeah. already forgotten what day of the week it was. It was Monday night, so it's still a short week uh, for him. And did, made an amazing play down the sideline, but still he's just not looking like himself. And this is a back injury. I told you guys before, he's had three back surgeries, the one that started in college. And this back issue, I feel, is giving him more trouble and is going to be sort of an ongoing issue for him. And who knows uh, how they decide to handle this going forward, but 
I think there's legitimate concern about Gronk's status for Sunday night. Uh, keep an eye on that one. Obviously, the late game does not make things any easier as it pertains to your lineup decisions. I think we'll have more clarity, not from the Patriots themselves, but from reporting by Sunday morning that should aid you in your decision on Rob Gronkowski's lineup status for Sunday night. Last one here is just Josh Gordon, Matthew. We have him ranked again ahead of Julian Edelman. Some people were wondering, like, why? What's he done yet to deserve that status over Edelman, who had a great game this past Monday night? Yeah, look, a little bit of this has got, to be honest. Yeah, me too. Like, Josh Gordon needs a breakout game, and I think it's coming. He's come close a couple of times. They've been taking some deep shots. They haven't just connected. It's been some tough matchups, some... uh some tough schemes here, but you think about the Packers who allow the 10th most yards via the deep pass per game this season over 100 yards, 103.1 to be ex- uh, to be exact. He's had 28 targets since joining the Patriots. Only four players in the NFL have more targets and are averaging more air yards per target over that stretch. So again, as we talk about, like, so you look at sort of the underlying numbers and you watch the film and you're like, they're taking shots at him. They're looking for him. They're trying to find ways to get him the ball. And in a game that we expect to be fairly high scoring, this feels like a Josh Gordon game. And again, there's a little bit of gut call here, but because of the injury to Gronk, whether he plays or not, he certainly won't be 100%. Feels like this is a Josh Gordon game. Uh, Patriots are five and a half point favorites. I think they actually win and cover this one on Sunday night. How about you, Matt, uh, Matthew? Before, just before we get there, I, I do think, Sony Michelle, your thoughts there? Uh, yeah, I don't think you're going to see Sony Michelle either. I think, Agreed. go back to the video of what happened to him. Right. We're lucky that it may only be a couple of weeks, but I, I don't think he's quite ready to play yet. Okay. But I think that's important. And, and I think other than, uh, James White, we don't see any, you know, any value here in Kenyon Barner here. Deeper leagues, if you wanted to trot, trot out Cordero Patterson as sort of a desperation play because he's getting some snaps in the backfield. Okay. But, um, it'll be the James White show again on Sunday night. Correct. All right. So, uh, I'm going with the line is what? Sorry. Five and a half. Woo. Five and a half. Eesh. I'm still taking the Patriots. Stefania. I know. Aaron Rodgers and everything he does, but it's not at home for him. I'm going to go with the Patriots. Daniel. I'm going to take the Patriots as well. All right, four picks for the Patriots. Don't see that always in a you know in a very high octane, um, noteworthy matchup. Steelers play the Ravens. Always a competitive matchup between these two teams. This is the second time they have played. Baltimore won the first time, twenty six to fourteen. Road Ben in a very difficult spot against a great defense. Fade, fade, fade. Matthew. Yeah, hundred percent. So he was QB the last time he faced the Ravens. Yep, threw forty seven passes. Was QB twenty for the week. His last four games at Baltimore, and this game is in Baltimore, he's averaging under half a touchdown. He's he's got his touchdown interception ratio is point four. He's throwing just one touchdown pass every seventy three attempts. His completion percentage is under sixty percent. He's averaging ten fantasy points per game, and uh, it's sort of interesting. I tweeted this out too. Our our um our, our friends at Fantasy Labs uh did a, did a thing where they noticed, and this was in the column as well. Uh, they did a whole study in terms of quarterbacks tend to score less on average, two and a half points less per game, fantasy points per game, when they face a team the second time, especially divisional opponents. And so you can see it in my column if you want to go to ESPN.com. But, uh, yeah, I, I have, I have been as merely a mid-tier two quarterback this week. I think it's a big James Conner game to the extent that there's offense on the Pittsburgh side. You're obviously starting Juju and Antonio, but I think Ben struggles 
compared to what we normally expect from yeah, him. Yeah, good news for Juju is although a disappointing week last week, he's got 69 targets over his past seven games <laughs> or the first seven games of the season. Ten targets a game, you're going to be able to live with that. The Packers traded Ty Montgomery to the Ravens this week to find us. He's going to have to be integrated into that backfield. But it also depends upon the availability of Alex Collins, who I think signs are really encouraging for him playing on Sunday. Yeah, I mean, uh, I hope so. He's uh, at practice today. Yeah, the, the fact that he's back at practice today, I obviously you've caught that before I did, but he was downgraded yesterday to not yeah. practicing with a foot injury that he came out of last week's game with. Um, you never like to see those in running backs. So uh, sometimes, again, with these teams who do their big full padded practice on Thursday, sometimes they just pull them out, yeah. and that's why we wait and see what they're doing on Friday. So yeah, here's I, a tip on Alex yeah. Collins. He spent. The, the the moments before practice, Irish step dancing out there on the field. So uh, we know that that's, four is the, see, that's, that's the kind of thing that right. I like to know yeah. because if you've ever oh, seen, an ankle injury. Yeah. well, it, it is a foot injury. If you ever seen, but, yeah. if you ever seen Irish dancing and they're up on their toes so much, I mean. You're not doing that if you have a serious Yeah, problem. shout out to Jameson Hensley for <laughs> yeah. uh, that little tidbit. It's a, it's a nice nugget from Jameson. But um, uh, I am not familiar with the Irish dancing, Stefania. Could you just show me real quickly what you're talking about? If you could just take one moment, if you, if you don't mind. If you, Luna, can we just get a shot real quickly yeah, of Stefania? She wants to do a only, quick Irish you dance. Only could see you, this are you part. sure? Field, you'll do it, right? You yeah. you know how to do well, Irish dance. I'm used to Irish step dance. I, Patty, I, Patty I Yates, yeah, back yeah. in the day, yeah, it's a fun sport to go, it. a fun activity. Have you, you seen, give us a quick impression of what that looks like. Have you seen River Dance? That's all you need to know. All right, Matthew, on this back. No one's any fun on this show. I just in secret school. You know what I'm talking about, We're not right? Dancing on I don't tables, care, Matthew. Huh? I don't care. No, I. You don't. He's you don't over care that you're done. Over you. You're over me. No, yeah. Yeah. Are you just like fine? You know what? Like if we were doing a, we're not doing an episode of the fantasy show on ESPN Plus today. But if we were, we would be Irish dancing. I'll just tell you that much. That's Someone fine. would be Lord of the Dance. Yeah, Lord of the Dance. Like I'd make, I'd I make the bear dance, spandex, and I might make the statipiller dance. Would somebody would Irish dance? I would do it. I yeah. would do it. You for would you. Know Secret Scroll would. would do it. Maybe you topless, have like, a like Michael Flatley. We'd we'd have you without a shirt. The fact that you know you Michael know Flatley, I know you're such a that am... you got caught in your own lie because you just you just did a Michael Flatley pose. So. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you big fibber. Yeah, I just wanted to get you guys to dance. I, the whole thing was a bit. Oh, that was perfect. Obviously. Luna, can you clip that thing of Matthew doing that Michael Flatley dance so we can send it out on social media? <laughs> well, he's always like he's always like straight like this, but it's always the legs that you know, like that. But he's just like <laughs> we now do not need anyone to demonstrate. Because you have just right. done it, and right. I believe you showed the feet. Anyway, so face. there you go. That's what that's what Alex Collins did before uh, practice today. Uh, so field, uh, all signs go for Alex Collins to suit up and play against the Steelers. Not a great matchup for him. However, Steelers have a pretty good run defense, and their whole defense has played better recently. It has played better, but the volume and the red zone work for Michael Crabtree and John Brown keeps them right there in our top 25 uh, Crabtree's been better in terms of big plays this year, 11.6 yards per catch, which doesn't sound great, but it's his best since 2013. And John Brown, at least seven targets in six of his last seven yeah. games. That offense has had to find ways to throw it a lot this year. This game, though, at Baltimore, you know they want to find a way to grind it out. Two and a half point favorites. I think the Steelers get it done. How about you? I'm with you on it. I take Steelers. Matthew? Eh. I literally almost died in between that time where you asked him that question and he still hasn't answered. <laughs> what do you got, Daniel? I like to consider it. I don't, I don't just Steelers. shoot from the hip the way Field Yates does. You might there. want to think I about it before Friday. Before the show yeah. is, what I is that what you do? Interesting. There's, I don't. I don't consider them there. until right at this moment here. I will take the Steelers. 
You said Steelers Studios? No, you I know what? I'm going to take the, yeah. screw it. I'm going to take the Ravens. It's going to be different. There All you right. go. Time now for a Super Bowl preview. The Falcons at the Redskins. Uh, this <laughs> game is being played in Washington. Redskins are one and a half point favorites. This run defense is so, so good, Matthew. Really fantastic really over the past three the games. The highlight of your team, your yep. squad, is the run defense. Uh, yeah. Um, you know, obviously, uh, Deron Payne and Jonathan Allen, our, our, our Bama boys there on the line, have done so great. And you know who deserves a lot of credit, Stefania? Jim Tom Sula. The Great Wall of Jim Tom Sula has been awesome. No, in all seriousness, I'm dead serious. Just Jim Tom Sula, who's, who's coaching that Look, defensive line, has that's done a what he's great cut job. Out for. That's all I'm going to say. Some coaches are some made co- to be coordinators. Some are made to be position coaches. Yep. Some are made to be head coaches. Some are made to be fantasy focused you know, podcasters. Tom Sula has been terrific. Tom, in all seriousness, Tom Sula has been terrific. Uh, and so, so, yeah, that's one of the reasons why Tevin Coleman made the hate list this week. Tevin uh, Coleman. But I think the the question's a little bit less about Tevin Coleman, Matthew, because with six teams on a bye, ding, you're still going to have him in your lineup. Sure. But Ido Smith, who's been a consideration for flex like this, he yeah. drop out of flex consideration because of this matchup. They've been unbelievable over the past three weeks. I believe he does. Um, you know, Redskins allowing the tenth fewest red zone drives per game this season, and, and so much of his work has come in the red zone so far this year. So you know, on the wrong side of a timeshare against a tough defense, especially a team that's good in the red zone here. Yeah, I'm fading Ito Smith. He's outside my top 35 this week. Pierre Garcon. Broke Although his... I will say, I still think he wins me a board bet against Field. Pierre Garcon found the end zone last night. Another player that yeah. previously had not who found the end zone so far. Julio Watch. We're trying to get him to score a touchdown this week, but it could be dependent upon what happens with Mohamed Sanu. I just like the fact that that Pierre Garcon, who's been half dead all year, with a third string quarterback who had never thrown an NFL pass, catches a touchdown before the great Julio Jones. It's unbelievable that Matt Ryan cannot get the ball to Julio Jones in the end zone. It's uh, unbelievable. It, it, it really makes no sense. Uh, Mohamed Sanu, though, Stefania, if he plays on Sunday, it's going to be with a hip issue that's been bothering him of late. Yeah, the, and he's been on the injury report multiple times throughout the season for this and aggravated the hip a couple of weeks ago. He was actually held out of practice on Thursday. The good news, he's back at practice today, so it looks like he will go. He's kind of gutted through this a couple of times. But I agree that he's probably not going to be 100%. Believe it or not, when you score six touchdowns in three weeks like Calvin really did, you're eventually going to come back down to earth. He has over the past few weeks. His numbers are way down. I feel like Sanu and Ridley are basically like you flip a coin on which one has the better shot at being a flex consideration in a week for the Falcons. Yeah, I mean, the way you attack Washington is through the secondary, although it has played better. And I do think I do think the addition of HaHa Clinton Dix helps that secondary. Yep. No question about that. I don't know if you guys talked about that on Wednesday's show. Uh, yeah, a little bit. Not but not not in a major way. But, I don't know um, how much he plays this weekend, but um, will be I interesting. Think, I, I bet you he's out there for a, 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 a limited amount of snaps. Right, that's what I'm saying. I, yeah. think, I, don't, know, I, don't, I don't think I'll play the whole game, but I think no. I'll play some. Um, we don't know if, anyway, if, if Chris one Thompson of them, but one of them will, score. will play any. I don't think you're going to see him. Okay. Uh, another rib injury superimposed on what he was already dealing with. Uh, that's why you saw very little of him in last week's game. And, uh, yeah, it's just not looking good. He's in a lot of pain and not moving well. Uh, so just, just plan on not having Chris Thompson available. Adrian Peterson time again, Matthew. It is. If you're deep league desperation, you could, you could try to float Capri Bibbs out there. Remember, the Falcons are one of the worst teams in the NFL. They've given up the most receptions to opposing running backs, I think, since the beginning of time. Yep. Or at least in the Dan Quinn era. Uh, so Capri Bibbs could suddenly be a little bit more interesting, especially because we already know Jamison Crowder is not going to play in this game here. But yeah, Adrian Peterson, who has 50 carries. 
over the last two weeks. Yeah. I mean, 50 carries over the last two weeks, at least 17 carries in five of seven games this season. By the way, the Redskins 5-0 and in those games. Now, it's a little bit of, you know, cause causation, right? Because they're winning, he's getting a lot of run. Or is it they're winning because he's getting a lot of run? But the fact is, is that Atlanta, who allows the seventh most yards per carry this season, they're fifth worst in terms of yards before first contact. And so the Redskins offensive line, which is playing really, really well here. Trent Williams banged up, saw a specialist. We'll see. Hopefully he can go. Yeah, I don't, I wouldn't count on it. Yeah, we'll see what happens, uh, happens there. So that certainly would be a negative, but they're catching the Falcons at the right time because that is a defense that is so banged up. Give me some Adrian Peterson, who I have as a top 10 play this week. Capri Bibbs injured himself in the game last week, so yes, he, uh, he did come back in. So the hope is that he can go, but limited in practice as well. Yeah, All right, well, um, it's a one-and-a-half-point favorite of the Redskins. Give me the Falcons, sorry. You know what? Screw you. Thank That's you. fine. You're dead to me. I Rise know. up! I think the Falcons are going to do it through the air. Sorry. What do you got? Yeah, I'm, you know. I'm also taking the Falcons. Yeah. Do you Screw have to you. think about this one? No, I'm waiting for you guys to shut up so I can say, hail the Redskins, hail victory. Give me Washington. My five and two Washington Redskins. My first place Washington Redskins. That's right. First place Washington Rams. Redskins. You haven't faced you know, Nick you know, Mullins You know what yet. we didn't do in the trade <laughs> deadline? You know, hey, Daniel, you know what we did? Didn't trade away Golden Tate. Rams he wasn't on your roster. It would uh-huh. have been weird. Rams at Saints, the game of the weekend. Is there any fantasy player that you're not playing that's relevant this week? Actually, let's start here. The Cooper Cup status to find you, just to clarify what people need to know his about name. his knee injury. Matthew's little Cooper Cup. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, I think that Matthew's going to see his little Cooper Cup back this Thank week. You. That's what the all signs have been pointing towards that. Limited in practice, basically, as he's been back. But I think he was very close to playing last week, even though they ruled him out early, that they just wanted to make sure that he was comfortable making quick, sharp cuts. So far, so good. And be worth noting, uh, by the way, so we love Cooper Cup, seeing him back on the field in a matchup that has a favorable secondary. P.J. Williams plays the slot, so whoever runs the most slot routes for the Rams, we expect that to be Robert Woods, could be in a very particularly fine spot it is a 59 and a half point over under massive massive massive. number here you're starting everyone you can in this game i know alvin kamara is to find who is sick alvin kamara was out with an illness not an injury the hope is that he's back today keep an eye on traquan smith still we still like him as an upside ad saints are one and a half point favorite i uh I, i ranked him as a top 40 wide receiver in this one i think they will Take some deep shots. They're going to have to throw here. They're going to have to stretch the field a little bit. And honestly, Drew Brees is still one of the best deep ball throwers in the NFL. All right. So one and a half point favorite for the Saints. Who you got? I'll take this. I'll take the Saints. Yeah, I'm taking the Rams haven't lost yet, but it's got to happen sometime. And I think in the Superdome, the Saints definitely have the edge. Give me the Rams. Coach T- Team McVeigh. I'm I'm with Matthew and Team McVeigh on this one. There you go. Jets at Dolphins. Wow. Pretty tough here. Future uh, Hall of Fame coach Sean McVay. That's right. Uh, for the Jets. Is we, it too soon to elect him? Can we do it now or no? Do we it. have to wait? Do we think Quincy Anuma or Robbie Anderson will play on Sunday, Stefania? It's certainly not looking like it right now. Okay. Oh that boy. means the same Darnold's probably throwing to a smorgasbord that includes Chris Herndon, uh, I suppose Richard Matthews, Jermaine Curse, and Deontay Burnett. His teammate at USC. Yeah, I mean, Burnett's, I mean, I ranked Burnett because oh, they did. I mean, Nick Mullins can go crazy last night. You never know what could happen on anything Sunday, right? Could, I mean, well, Burnett came off of a nice game last week. There seems to be some sort of a – obviously, they played together in college, so that yeah. I think there's a little bit of a connection there. And, uh, you know, listen, I, I think that the – it would be interesting. So, um, uh, you know, their, their secondary has played well, actually, especially Xavier Howard. 
Uh, and Minka too. Minka's played well. Yeah, but ultimately, I think if you have to pick anyone, I think this is a heavy r- ground game here, which is why Isaiah Crowell made my love list this week. Tell me more about Isaiah Crowell in this matchup, Matthew. Well, the Dolphins allowing over uh, the, uh, the eighth most yards per carry, over 4.6 yards per carry, right? They've allowed uh, the fourth most red zone drives this season. And, and so when Isaiah Crowell gets 15 or more carries in his career, he averages over five yards per carry, over 14 fantasy points per game. That's 21 different games. And so his, it's been an up and down year, obviously, for Isaiah Crowell. He's had these monster games and then he's had these absolutely brutal games. And I think a lot of them depends on sort of game flow and whether the Jets are competitive in the game. In this particular game, I think they will be very competitive. It's a favorable matchup for them. No Bilal Powell. We do expect Elijah McGuire to come back, but we don't know how much work him and Trent Cannon are going to get. Either one of them, I think, would be sort of complimentary to Isaiah Crowell, at least in this first game back. So, yeah, give me. I think Crowell's got a very good chance at scoring in this game. I think he gets a, a heavy workload here in a favorable matchup against the Dolphins team that has struggled against the run. Kenyon Drake is on the rise over the past couple of weeks. He's a top 20 play for all of us. He continues to get enough volume in the passing game. He has been inspired by your rant, Matthew. Before your rant, he was <laughs> averaging 3.24 yards per carry and 8.05 points per game. Since that rant, 19.13 points per game, 6.30 yards per carry. Any interest in perhaps another rant next week about another player that's struggling? I might, I might do that. Maybe I'll do that. Maybe I'll, I'll take requests from, uh, from curse. fantasy players. Uh, who would you like me to rant about? So yeah, well, thank you. I'm glad Kenyon Drake watches the 06010. I'm glad he pays attention. Um, uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> rants have been popular lately. Do we think that, uh, Danny and but, but you know what the thing? Here's one thing I will say about Kenyon Drake. I actually like him in this game here. Uh, I ranked him as a top 20 play in this one. Just worth noting. I mean, like the Jets blitz a lot. And so I just think that leads you open to big plays, which is sort of Kenyon Drake's game. He still isn't getting sort of the touches, but he has been getting into the end zone, which is what's been fueling this fantasy run here. I actually like him against the Jets in this one. All right. So, uh, by the way, is he has Kenny yet to Steele have more than 14 carries in a game. He's still not practicing, so it's hard for me to imagine that he is. I, okay. He's, um, it just came across the wire, Stefania Cameron Wolf reporting actually that he was at practice, uh, running routes today, taking some, well, catching, I mean, yep. catching some passes from David Fails, you know, who's uh, their backup there. So we'll sure, see. Yep. Like, so at least there's some activity for Kenny Stills field. Good news there for Kenny Stills. Matthew, how do you like Danny Amadola though in this week? Because we know that last week he went crazy along with Devontae Parker. We think Parker, like, which Dolphins wide receiver, if he had to choose one, is on the radar? Danny Amendola week. made the love list this week, right? So since Brock Osweiler has become the starting quarterback of the Miami Dolphins, since it has turned to Brocktober, um, Amendola has accounted for over 72% of uh, Brock Osweiler's uh, slot completions. Like, they're... Um, uh, you know, when when he throws the slot, he's thrown to Danny Amendola. That, the reason I bring that up because the Jets are allowing opponents to complete over nine slot passes per game, um, both third most touchdowns to the uh, to the slot this year. Eight different players. I mean, remember we're in Week Nine. Eight different players have scored over ten fantasy points from the slot against the Jets this season. So Amendola, who I'm not expecting to throw a touchdown pass here, but because of the volume, because how much the Jets struggle against the slot here, yeah, he's he's a yeah, he is uh, absolutely a wide receiver three with some upside this week. I have him uh, inside my top 30. Like him as a play. Dolphins are three-and-a-half-point favorites. I think they actually win and cover this game. Matthew, how about you? Yeah, given the, given the Jets being so banged up, um, I'll take the Dolphins as well. Tavanya? Yeah, Dolphins. Do it for Darius Rucker, Daniel. What do you got? So long 
And thanks for all the fish. I see what you did there. Nice, no, not bad. Candace Which Chiefs. number book was that for Douglas Adams in the in the Hitchhiker's Galaxy trilo- uh, trilogy? Uh, I believe that was book one, wasn't it? No, it's book four. Uh, that's what I thought. The I trilogy thought is actually four. five books long. It's book four. Makes sense. Yes, that's the whole thing with the Hitchhikers. But yes, so long and thanks for all the fish. Do you know what that reference is from, though? Do you know what? Do you know what? So long and thanks for all the fish references. Uh, it's from Douglas Adams' Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Correct. I know, but what's that? That sentence is is relevant in that series. It's when the dolphins leave to go. It is when the dolphins, yeah, they leave the Earth. Dolph- yes, yeah. the dolphins are the most intelligent beings on the planet. And when they leave planet Earth before the destruction, that's the last message. So let's, long and thanks for all the fish. Let's find out how intelligent you guys are because we have two and a half minutes for each of these last two games. Okay, Chiefs mm-hmm. at Browns. Total is 51 points. Chiefs are absolutely the favorites here. Stefania, though, is Tyree killed? Do we think he'll be okay for Sunday? Uh, this is right. I've been checking. Everybody says you got to wait till Friday to find out because he was full practice Wednesday, downgraded to limited practice on Thursday, and it's hard to get a sense of whether that was, you know, rep management or uh, really an issue for him. Sounds like there's still optimism that he will be available to play question is whether this is something that's going to limit him in some way or not. Well, provided he plays, you are playing him just like you are playing all Chiefs. I just don't know there's a wide receiver on the Chiefs roster that if Tyree Kill sits, you say, all right, that's definitely the guy that I got to play at Chris Conley, Demarcus Robertson, et cetera. No, I, I don't think so. I think, I mean, that would be sort of a, of a dart throw. I think it would be just be a big Kelsey and Watkins game. And certainly if you're on the field with Patrick Mahomes, good things can happen. But in terms of starting them, it would be hard to say. I do think Sammy Watkins has a nice game in this one. I ranked him 21. Can Baker Mayfield in a deep league be a viable streaming quarterback option? In theory. I mean, look, I mean, I ranked him 17. So field, you're a little bit more optimistic than I am. Chiefs have played, you know, the defense is playing a little bit better. The games is in Kansas City. They've been better defensively at home than they have been on the road when they're at Arrowhead. Uh, and, and you know, Baker Mayfield, certainly he's throwing the ball a ton, but the offense is broken. It's one of the reasons why they moved on from Hugh Jackson and Todd Haley. Can the new offensive, can the new coaching staff change him in a week? Hard to say here. What you're banking on here is volume, that it's a high-scoring game that they just need to throw to try to keep up with the Chiefs. We'll also see whether or not the new coaching staff will utilize Duke Johnson more, though the <laughs> indications from Freddie Kitchens were basically their new offensive coordinator. Where that yep. doesn't sound like it's going to be that way, which is too bad. It's weird, and and so the argument there is is that like, hey, Nick Chubb's gotten so much work in this one, but do they fall behind big early? And so they have to suddenly start passing here. There's certainly risk involved. To me, he's a low-end RB3, Duke Johnson. Yeah, I think that's where I feel as well with all the teams on a bye, but I think more likely I might end up being in the Aaron Jones school of thought where like I'm going to be a week too late right. on crashing the Duke yep. Johnson party as opposed to a week ahead of it. Uh, this game, eight and a half point favors for the Chiefs. Yeah, I got the Chiefs. Yeah. Daniel? Chiefs. Chiefs. Chief up. It's the only team where the spread doesn't look too big. I know. That's right. <laughs> Titans and Cowboys, last game right here on Monday Night Football on ESPN. You know what? Hey, I screwed up. Tell us something we don't know. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. I thought I thought this game was in Kansas City. It's actually in Cleveland. I messed okay, up. You rang the bell without it. I rang the bell, and I so how do I unring the bell, Stefania? How does someone unring a bell? Too late. Anyway, so I just I want to cop to that. I wow, screwed up for fair. some reason. I thought this game was in Kansas City. I had that in my mind, and I just I, I was wrong on that one. It's in Cleveland. I still don't think. Um, I, I still think there's risk, obviously, involved with all aspects of the Browns' offense. Is there a single? Titan? But I feel better about it than. Is Dion Lewis the only Titan even worth look, worth yes. a look? Yeah, that's about it. He played really well the last time we saw him on the field. Twenty-seven more yards in Week Seven before their Week Eight bye than he had in his three games prior combined. The only reason why I think Derrick Henry has a shot here is because this is going to be one of those games where seventeen thirteen might do it in terms right. of a final score. But 
For the Titans right now, the only one you can try it out there with any level of confidence is Lewis, sort of a flex play at best, even with all those teams that are not playing this weekend. We've got him at 23, 25, and 29. Yeah, 20 receptions the last four games. Dallas giving up the second highest completion percentage to opposing running backs this year. You Story. Can throw, yeah. And the story of this game for the Cowboys is how much does Amari Cooper play and how effectively does he play? Something we're keeping an eye on. I don't have a great feel on it. We've all got him ranked as a flex consideration this week, but something that we're all hoping, hoping to see, we're hoping that he can take that step and refine that form. I think Amari Cooper has a big game okay, on Monday good. night. I, I will tell you why. It's a little bit of sort of what we talked about with Saquon Barkley coming into the season. Yep. You know, it's, uh, our, our friend Lou Riddick always calls it sponsorship, right? right yeah. But I believe that Jerry Jones be like, look, you told me you needed a receiver. I got you one. I paid a first round draft pick for this guy. You're using him. Whether it's, whether it's jet sweeps, whether it's, you know, bubble screens, whatever. Get the ball in Amari Cooper's hands. He's had two games this year where he's had 10 or more targets. He's gotten over 100 yards in each of those games. I think they figure out different ways to scheme him open, get him the ball in a favorable matchup. The Titans, 10th most fantasy points allowed to opposing wide receivers. Give me some Amari Cooper on Monday night. I have him as a top 20 play. Cowboys six and a half point favorites. I think their defense is the reason why they win this game. I think their defense is a great streamer as well. I think that's a little bit too high. Give me the Titans to cover. I would pick the Cowboys to win, but I think the Titans cover. Stefania? Cowboys. Daniel? I'm taking the Cowboys. She is Stefania underscore ESPN on Twitter and Stefania B87 on Instagram. He's Matthew Barry TMR everywhere on social media except for the Fantasy Life app. He's just at Matthew Barry. My name is at Field Yates. Fantasy so today... Uh, no, uh, but uh, the Flub Hate Show is streaming on ESPN Plus right now. And don't forget, Fantasy Football Now, Sunday morning, 11 a.m. Eastern on ESPN2. Uh, or is is today, an, or is it a news week? It's a news week. Oh, yep. sorry. So it's 11 a.m. Eastern on ESPN, or 10 a.m. Eastern. Uh, let me screw this up. Fantasy Football Now, 10 a.m. Eastern, ESPN News. And then I think for the final half hour, we switch over to ESPN2. Is that correct? Correct on that with, I believe, the, the marathon, marathon of some sort. The New York marathon. City Marathon. Marathon. Stefania's injury blog comes out on Saturday. Check that. In the meantime, we're back on Monday. Peace out. You're in the Never going to hustle in case you didn't know. Matthew Berry, TMR. You, 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 you guys go ahead. Give me greed being on Sports Center for 45 seconds. I think you could do better than me because I don't think you could. Jailbait, you, you're, you're, you're terrible at hashtag improv. At, 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 at field gates. At field gates. Stefania Bell. Oh, don't let Barry convert you. Secret Squirrel Daniel Dunn. Make, 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 make it happen. Mediocre fantasy advice. You're older than people. Today's horoscope brought to you by GEICO. Gemini, you may find yourself struggling with alertness today. That's because you stayed up last night celebrating the hundreds of dollars a year you could save by switching to GEICO. Your struggle will continue well into the afternoon during Philip's status meeting, in which you'll say, No, Philip, I wasn't snoring. I have severe seasonal allergies. Your presentation was riveting. Well played, Gemini. GEICO. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more.